Welcome, welcome, and welcome everybody. It's Rob Zakari, Rob Zakari Show. We are live. Yes, we are live. All right, so I'm going to push the button. Oh, man. That's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to push the button. And you know what that means, right? That means that we are going to go uh, live on Periscope. So we are going to push the button. I think we have it... uh, Think we have it worked out. Was was playing with this last night. I was. I was actually busy uh, putting this together. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it will. Oh, there we go. All right. Hold on, guys. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. It's it, okay. Here we go. All right, here we go, guys. I look weird. I don't know. I look. I I think I look bizarre. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But you. But not. You know, guys. Don't be all. Um, it, <laughs> don't be all nasty. You know. Oh Jesus! Don't be all nasty. Seriously, don't don't get nasty with me on this thing. Where you're you're hitting me with uh, nasty uh, nasty words. All right, all right. Here we go. I'm pushing the button. Pushing the button. Okay. Pushing the button. The button is. <laughs> The button is pushed. There. Now don't get nasty with me, you guys. There. Oh. Okay. There. There's our first. Uh, there's our first uh, Periscope feed. So there. Now everybody can stop busting my stones, uh, and uh, we're back up doing this uh, uh, Periscope thing. We actually did this. About a year ago, I think when uh, uh, the, the the whole Periscope thing just started, everybody's like, "You got to do Periscope! You got to do Periscope! Incorporate it into the show." I said, "Jesus!" I said, "We we, we got eight thousand feeds already going, the speakers and the 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 blog talks, and then our own video feed." And I think at the time we were doing, uh, I think we were doing. Uh, what was it? Google or or YouTube? I don't I don't know. Well, we were just doing a a ton of stuff. I said, oh man. So we did it, and I don't know. Uh, I wasn't uh, thrilled. wasn't too thrilled about it. And we had a uh, uh, an iPad. I got like two iPads. I, there's a, I gets too much stuff. Too much technology. We'll go back to the old days where it's you know. Just to dial up <laughs> a big, a big, uh, a Commodore 64. All right, so there, we're good now. All right, so Obama's officially in Louisiana. He's he's officially 
off the links. <laughs> He's officially off the links. And he is now in Louisiana. He's uh, taking a look. Taking a look at the devastation. Taking a look at the devastation. It's interesting watching the media just spin this. I mean, just spin it. Spin it in a way it's never been uh, spun before. Man. It's quite amazing as they uh, bring up uh, past uh, disasters, as they bring up um, uh, Hurricane uh, Sandy. They don't, they don't bring up uh, the response to Bush. They, they don't respond uh, to when Obama, for about three years, one after Bush for his response uh, to that disaster and the fact that he did a flyover. You know, they don't they don't talk about that. Or when they do talk about it, they go, Well, you know, it's, uh, it's campaign season. That's all. It's the campaign season. Come on. It's a campaign season, not a you know, that that's what happens then. We don't count that. We we only count uh, what happened since he's been in office. And since he's been in office, uh, when the last disaster happened, it took him about a week, week and a half, around the same time, around the same time. So, hey, everybody, all you alt-writers, all of you alt-writers, just calm down. Relax. Relax. But remember, uh, that uh, <laughs> that uh, hug that was seen, <laughs> that was the, the, uh, the re-election hug with Christie. Um, it is what it is. That's the uh, news of the day. And uh, the media is showing pictures, they're showing um, cars floating in the water, but it almost seems anticlimactic, doesn't it? almost seems anticlimactic. It's almost like we got the president already going there, which was last week. And the only reason he's going there now is because Trump shamed him. That's all. Trump shamed him. And it wasn't like he went out of his way to go there. I mean, he is done with his vacation. It wasn't like he cut his vacation short. It wasn't like he said, oh, wait a minute. Let me run down there. Even just the optics. You know? Okay, you don't want to cut your vacation short. You know, you don't you don't you don't want to get back to Washington too soon. Well, at least stay off the golf course. You know? At least don't have pictures being taken of you. 
the optics, man. The optics. It's just, it's just insane. Absolutely insane. But when you got the media covering for you, when you got the media doing everything in its power to make sure uh, your legacy is forever. Forever. When I mean forever encased in gold and platinum and man, it's just insane. Anyways, you know, sitting there going, why the hell was Hillary on Kimmel last night? I said, well, why? What's going on? And then I realized, duh, there's a big Hollywood fundraiser out here. Big Hollywood fundraiser. One of them uh, mega those 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 mega fundraisers. I was like, oh, okay. Did you guys see that on Kimmel last night? Hillary doesn't do press conferences, but she'll go on Jimmy Kimmel. She'll go on Jimmy Kimmel, and her and Kimmel will try to make light of. The whole Hillary and bad health question. They were opening a pickle jar. That's what they were doing last night. They were opening a pickle jar. It's like, look, look, I have the strength to open a pickle jar. Huh. Look at that. I think my, I think my unborn child can open a pickle jar. Seriously, I, I think I could take the pickle jar, put it on my girlfriend's stomach, and with his little fetus hands can open a pickle jar. But, hey, leave it to ABC, another shill, to, uh, to craft. Because, I mean, that's craft. Listen, that's crafted. That That is crafted. Crafted. That that's what that is. It, 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 it's crafted. I mean, she's on there talking about the email controversy. She's making jokes about it. I mean, seriously, it, it really is amazing. Hillary Clinton will not do press conference. She, she won't do a press conference. You have all of these emails. A new batch of emails coming out showing favors being traded for donations. I mean, just just a treasure trove of just shady-looking stuff. Shady-looking stuff. Just a, just a treasure trove. And what does she do? She goes to late night TV. She goes to Kimmel. Makes jokes about it. Remember what I said 
week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago. Never, never has the media, and when I say the media, not just your basic news, you know, not, not, not your basic New York Times and Washington Post and CNN, but literally the media, rather it's uh, TV shows, rather it's late night TV, Colbert, Kimmel, Fallon, Myers, never have the media been this outwardly for a candidate, for a Democrat candidate. Never. Just never. Back in the old day, when you had Leno, Letterman, you had a few jokes here about a Democrat, a few jokes here about a Republican. That's all gone. It's all gone. It's out the window. Out the window. Now it's just a, 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 a steady stream of propaganda. Just, a, a, just a, a, a steady stream. And they don't even care if you call them out on it. That's the thing. They don't care. They do not care. You call them out on it, doesn't matter to them. It's almost like a child that goes, so? What's your point? What's your point? It's amazing. Now, it, it, it's amazing. It's frustrating. But it is what it is. And it's only going to get worse. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Unless we... On the right, Republicans, conservatives, alt-right, whatever is the new name for we that oppose the Democrats, the progressives, the liberals, the extremists, until we control the media. We're always going to be in this situation. Until we control the media, until we control that message, until you can sit in an airport terminal, look up, and see conservative media on every single television. In every single terminal, in every single airport, we will continue to lose. We will continue to lose every single election cycle. Until you can sit in a doctor's office, a dentist's office, 
or any place where the public has to go to wait around until the things that are there to read lean conservative, we will never, ever win elections again. That's fact. It's absolute fact. Never forget that. Never, ever forget that. Television, print media, and the internet, they are the only way people get their information. The only way people get their information. And television is still the leader. And as long as those three forms of communication, disseminating information, as long as they are controlled by liberals, as long as they're controlled by Democrats, no matter what Republicans do, no, no matter how they change their tone, no matter who they reach out to, no matter what focus group tells them what to say, does not matter. That's why it makes me laugh when you hear the never Trumpers say, "Well, you know, this is Hillary Clinton's the weakest candidate in the, the, the history and the, we should be winning, and if we had any other candidate besides Trump, we would be winning, and we're, we're blowing the opportunity. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. What the media is doing with Hillary Clinton, they would be doing with her if Marco Rubio was running against her. They, they'd be doing this if Ted Cruz was running against. They'd be doing this if Jeb Bush was running against her. Everything that's going on right now with Hillary Clinton, they would be doing. What do you think? If it was Ted Cruz, all of a sudden, the media is going to be fawning for Ted? Seriously. Do you think the, the media is going to be fawning for Ted? Oh, Ted, Teddy, oh, are you insane? Are you insane? All the same crap that you see going on would still be going on. It would still be going on. This wacky notion that all of this is only happening because of Trump is insane. I mean, it's it's delusional. It's delusional thinking on the parts of the never Trumpers. It really is. It's delusional thinking. It's delusional thinking. When you listen to the Glenn Becks or the Mark Lemons. And they get so upset because this was the 
opportunity to have a true conservative, a, 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 a constitutional conservative, a real conservative like Ted Cruz. And it was thrown away. I've been, if you listen to Levin, I've been saying, all we need is a true conservative. We get a true conservative like Ronald Reagan. We would win. And this was our opportunity and it's blown out. Ted Cruz, Ronald Reagan. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Seriously, are you are you are you kidding me? Yeah, the 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 Washington Post would be just they every, every article would be about Ted Cruz being this wonderful man, right? Every article, Ted Cruz is a a wonderful guy. He's just a he's just a swell constitutional conservative, and that's what our country needs. Yes, a constitutional conservative as a president. Get them. You guys are out of your effing minds. You guys are out of your effing minds. Seriously, you, you guys are out of your effing minds. Out of your effing minds. They'd be lighting up Ted Cruz. They'd be lighting up Marco Rubio. What do you think if Ted Cruz was running against Hillary? There'd be a, a full court press for Hillary to have a press conference. Really, you you really think so? Really, you stupids, you really think so? You're Rick Wilsons, you're Stuart Stevens, you're unhealthy Katie Packers. Really, you 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 really think that if Ted Cruz is running against Hillary, they're the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN. MSNBC, NBC, ABC, BuzzFeed, they'd all be demanding Hillary Clinton do press conferences. Really? You, you really think that? You guys are that effing delusional. You hate Trump personally. You, remember, guys, that's what this is all about. It's, it's personal. It has nothing to do with policy. Has absolutely nothing to do with policy. We've talked about this countless times before. When these never Trumpers talk about uh, policy and hating Trump based on policy, it's it's BS. It's a, it's, it's a, they're frauds. They they hate Trump because they hate Trump. It has nothing to do with his policy. It has nothing to do with his policy. Absolutely nothing to do with his policy. Absolutely nothing to do with his policy. They hate Trump because they don't like him personally. They don't like the way he looks. They don't like the way he sounds. They don't like the school he went to. They they don't like anything about him. Policy is secondary. Policy is secondary. They don't like him personally. They don't like the fact 
that this guy came in and did what they tell everybody is so hard to do. I mean, that's really what it's about. That's really what it's about. It's just insane. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break. Just a quick one. Then we come back. We're going to talk about um, let's talk about ISIS. Seriously, the fact that uh, ISIS is um, well, we we've all known ISIS is amongst us, but uh, stuff just got more real, and of course. Nobody's going to report on it. We'll be right, uh, be right back. Don't go away. A little baked Alaska. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Build a wallet, you got 10 feet higher. Build a wallet, you got 10 feet strong. Build a wallet, you got 10 feet higher. And build and build and build and just build. what it is. It's the Obama Louisiana walk of shame. Because you know he's he's walking around and people are just looking at him like, hey, you scumbag. Where were you a week ago? Where were you a week ago? Damn it. All right. So 
Uh, uh. ISIS is in Virginia. I don't know if any of you know this, but ISIS is in Virginia. Yes. And, of course, you do not know about this because CNN is not going to talk about it. See, I bring CNN up a lot, and I'll and I'll say it again. And those of you who are regular listeners will probably get tired. Probably get tired of it. I'll probably get tired of it. But when I go to an airport, no matter what airport, doesn't matter what airport it is. And CNN is playing on the televisions where I'm waiting to get on a plane. When that is happening, I place CNN as the number one purveyor of liberal propaganda. So I'm always going to use CNN as an example, when I'm talking about stories that are not uh, getting uh, broadcasted. And basically, if CNN doesn't talk about it, if CNN doesn't report on it, then people don't know. People don't know. Yes. You know, news hounds, people like me, people... Like you in the audience, uh, the, the 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 diehards. Sure, you're you're on different sites. You're actually um, thirsting for uh, different perspectives and 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 uh, different news items. But listen, there's about sixty million people that don't. There's about sixty million people that only get their news from a Facebook or CNN. That's a fact. Washington Post, New York Times. So when they are not reporting on stuff, it's as if it didn't happen. And if they report on stuff, and they so to say, blow it up, then it really happened. So over the weekend in Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia, I've never been there. I don't think I've ever even been to Virginia. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, (laughs) A man by the name of Wazel Faruqi. I mean, that's guilt right there. <laughs> that's guilt right there. Hi, how you doing? What's your name? Wazil Faruqi. Guilty. There you go. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, Wazil Faruqi uh, attacked. Uh, he, listen, he attacked a couple people in an apartment complex. Yelling, Allah Akbar. He attacked him with a knife. 
and actually tried to uh, cut the guy's head off. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't this isn't a alt right story. This isn't an alt right story. This isn't made up. You know, it's funny when uh, you listen to uh, the CNNs and then you listen to uh, the Washington Post. When when you listen to the Eugene Robinsons and the Jake Tappers or the um, God, who are the Essie Cups? And I got I got something on that too. When you listen to them talk about Breitbart, ah, oh, this this they they just conspiracy. If you go there, it's just a hodgepodge of of of, of lies. What do you? This is a story that was featured on Breitbart. It's not a lie. And if you go to ABC News, local, they reported on it. So this isn't a lie. That's the funny thing. When you hear people talk about uh, Breitbart, the far right, they're upset. Because these stories and these things happen. These things happen in our country. But like I said before, the Washington Post, New York Times, and CNN don't report on them. Then guess what? They didn't happen. And the fact that Breitbart reports on them informs people that go to their site. It drives the left crazy. Because they don't want you, they don't want you to think any of this happens. They don't want you to think that there's actually people here that travel to Syria and then come back to the United States. And our government, our president, is doing absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing about stopping this type of stuff. I mean, it's insane to me. It's absolutely insane to me. It's absolutely insane that the FBI had this person on their radar. It's absolutely insane that the FBI knew that this person had traveled to Turkey. And actually tried to sneak into Syria. And yet. And yet. He's allowed. To go back to Virginia. And plot an attack. On Americans. I mean, guys, that, that, that's <laughs> that, that's that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. P- 
pretty amazing. Our government knew about this guy. They knew about this guy. I mean, listen, if you're a refugee, okay, if you're an immigrant, and you come to this country, you were born in this country, really doesn't matter. And you are traveling to hostile regions. Regions that are hostile to the United States of America. And in this case, traveling to Syria, come on. There, there, there's not even, there's not even a, well, I went to Saudi Arabia because I had family. Doesn't necessarily mean that I was hanging out at madrasas or <laughs> whatever. I mean, Syria, there's no reason to go to Syria. You don't vacation in Syria. There's absolutely no reason to go to Syria, okay? There's absolutely no reason to go to Syria whatsoever. If you go to Syria, the minute you step back to American soil, you should be arrested. You should be arrested. You're, you're, you're plotting. You're, you're, you're conspiring with the enemy. Seriously. And if you say, wow, Rob, you can't arrest somebody for just going to a hostile region. Okay. How about surveillance then? Well, we can't. Uh, Everybody that we suspect. Listen, guys, if if that's the case, (laughs) if that's the case, if, if there are so many people here in the United States, if there are so many people here in the United States, that we don't have enough manpower to put these people under surveillance, then we got a big problem. We got a big problem. Okay? We, we, we have a huge problem. If there is that many bad dudes in this country that we think have leanings to ISIS, if there's that many people, there's that many people, then we have a serious, serious problem. Legit, we have a serious, serious problem. So, uh, this whole (sighs) traveling to Syria, traveling to Pakistan, coming back to the United States, can't have that. We can't. Going to Turkey, we can't have that. And for us to turn some weird 
Islamophobic blind eye. It's, well, these two people almost got killed. How's that? And I'll tell you this, if I were these two people, I would, man, I would be, uh, I, I don't, I, I'd be beside myself. Be beside, I don't even know how I could contain my anger. To me, this is the same, some ways worse, but it's basically the same, is when you get attacked, when you get attacked, you get killed, uh, you get um, gosh darn it, there. I guy is horribleness here, guys. When you get attacked, when you get killed, uh, when you get uh, uh, hit by a drunk driver, all of those things, by an illegal, by someone who's not supposed to be in this country. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. I would be just livid. I'd be sitting in that hospital just beside myself. I'd be like, what was that about? As the authorities are talking to me. Well, Mr. Zakari, uh, Wasil Faruqi, well, was, okay. Well, he recently traveled to uh, Turkey, and we think he tried to sneak into Syria. Uh huh, uh huh. So you knew this. Uh, well, uh, yeah. And you let him come back here and just hang out with us in our. Apartment complex. Well, Mrs. Zakari, it's not quite that easy. No, it is that easy. It is that easy. It's just as easy. It's just as easy as the guy who killed Kate Steinle. Same thing. He was here, committed a crime. He was deported. Came back, committed a crime. Let go. He was deported. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then he killed her. It's the same thing. Wasil Faruqi traveled to Turkey, tried to go to Syria. You guys knew this guy was a bad dude. He comes back here to Virginia, and you do nothing about it. You do absolutely nothing about it. And in turn, he tried to cut my head off. So, yeah. Yeah, this is this is this is bad. This is real bad. This is real bad. Your guy's fault. That would be me. I'm just saying <laughs> that would be me. I would be livid. Absolutely livid. Like over the top livid. So, 
There you go. Terrorists are in Virginia. I know when people tell me, I'm just seeing over here. They're, I, I'm hearing in my ear. Yeah, I know. We 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 have people that are born here in America that have done far worse. Yes, I understand that. Yes, we we have fathers that kill their family. Yes, I understand that. But you got to understand. There's nothing we can do about that. There's nothing we can do about that. When you're talking about refugees and illegals, when you're talking about people traveling to Turkey, people traveling to Syria, when you're Type of murder. When you're, when you're talking about people that shouldn't be here. And the only reason they're here is the failure of the people that are supposed to be protecting us. That's entirely different than people that are born here, people that just snap. Somebody's traveling to Syria, traveling to Turkey. We we could do something about that. Okay? We 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 could do so we could do something about uh, somebody from uh, Sinaloa. Okay? We could do something about people that come here from Guatemala or Mexico or wherever and commit crime, kill people, drunk drive, kill people, accidents. We could do something about that. So that's why uh, this is a big deal. All right? It's Rob's Care Show. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we will uh, jump into Essie Cup. Yes, we're going to jump right into her. Literally, we're going we're gonna to jump into Essie Cup. So don't go away because I know you guys want to jump into Essie Cup also. And that's what we're going to do. Jumping in to S-E cup. Be right back. It's Rob Zakari. Show! Are you, are you coming to the train? Led by a man who wants to break the chains. Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Where brave men called out for a wall built by crane. Media is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year 
on a Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train where brave men called out the fools who lead in vain? Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Wear a hat of hope side by side with me. Make America great again. Break the chain. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join the revolution, break the chains. Let's meet this year. On a Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win. And we're going to keep winning. And we are going to make America great again. Greater than ever before. Greater than ever before. All right, we're back. I know those of you who are watching us on Periscope, we take breaks. Okay? We, we take breaks. I know it might be mildly annoying, but we take breaks. I'm sorry, but we take breaks. Oh, God help me. Oh, Obama's speaking now. He's saying the prayers of nation with Louisiana victims. Because we are heartbroken by loss of lives. Tony is very, it's, uh, it's very anticlimactic to watch Obama in Louisiana because Trump was already there. So it, I, I, it is. All right, I'm moving the, the camera down a little. I'm trying. Oh, God. My big head. Sting's got my big head in this camera. All right. Seriously, though, it's very anticlimactic. Um, SE Cup, Why? Why? Why is she still around? Seriously, why is she still around? Why? Why do we have to be uh, tortured by this 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 wretched this wretched human being? Seriously, again, again, I, I man, <laughs> just just she's a wretched. She's just a wretched, wretched human being. Just wretched. <laughs> just wretched. Uh, you know, and we, we talk about SE Cup all the time. We do. We talk about SE. We, we talk about everybody that's on television, that's on radio. I notice other people don't. I notice... Uh, when you hear other hosts uh, talking about uh, programs, I mean, not all of them do it, but but there, there's a fair amount that don't name names. 
They don't specifically say, so-and-so did this. I don't know why they don't do that. I don't know if it's why I don't want to give them a a, a, a platform on, on my show because I'm so cool and I have so many listeners. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what the reason is, but I do. And we talk about SC Cup a lot. We talk about SC Cup a lot. She she's just a wretch. She's a wretch of a human being. She really is. She really is. She is position listen. Listen to me. This is somebody that already made the rounds. Okay? She she burst on the scene and many years ago. She she was the first of the uh, hipster, I'm going to wear the glasses, I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, look smart. Uh, well, yeah, you, you know that look. Now everybody has the Essie Cup look, okay? So she burst on the scene. She used to be on Fox. She had uh, Crossfire. Uh, 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 they gave that to her. I think she was on there with that Van Jones. Uh, that other crybaby. So she made her rounds. She made the rounds uh, of this uh, quasi-political talker. And then she fizzled out. She she did. She fizzled out. When When you don't have your own show anymore, Okay, when, when, when you uh, do nothing except talk panel, because that's all she does now. She talks on a panel. When that's all you do now, you fizzled out. You, you weren't successful. She wasn't successful. If she was successful, she would still have a show. If she was successful, she would still have her own show. If she was successful, she would have her own show on CNN. But she's not. She's a failure. She's a failure. So what did SE Cup do to turn that around? What did, what did she do to turn that around? What, what, what did she do? Guess what? Yes, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head. She became an anti-Trumper. That's how she reinvented herself. That's how she sucked 15, 20 minutes more of, of, of a career. That's an anti-Trumper. A Republican who before Trump was, you know, Democrats, bad. Clinton, bad. Liberals, bad, 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 bad. To now, Trump, bad, 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 horrible, evil, the worst human being in the world, monster, garbage. And of course... She has columns now 
in various newspapers that are liberal, and it's a novelty to have a staunch Republican, a staunch conservative bash one of their own, even if it's only in name. Because people like S.E. Cup will argue, Trump is not one of us. He's not a true conservative. He's not a true Republican. Okay, well, whatever. In name, he is one of you. In name, he is one of us. So it's a novelty to have S.E. Cup write articles and get on television and bash Trump. So with her star already buried... And she just pops up on a panel to talk about, you know, this Democrat or this Republican. She rose from the ashes as being an anti-Trumper. So she has a new article. And, of course, it's on CNN. And it's uh, titled, Media Should Stop Indulging Trump Pivot." And it says, editor's note, S.C. Cup is the author of Losing Our Religion, the liberal media's attack on Christianity, and co-author of Why You're Wrong About the Right. She's also a columnist in the New York Daily News. New York Daily News is a liberal rag. Mortimer Zuckerberg and S.E. Cup writes for them because she bashes Trump. So here she is with CNN. And, and, and here's the other thing. It's, it's very interesting. If you notice, when you go to CNN, I mean, it's not just today. It's been this way for many months now, but they're starting to uh, ratchet it up. They're they're, they're starting to boost the amount of opinion pieces they have. And I say opinion pieces because that's what they say. When you have uh, an attack piece, and they go, well, wait a minute, we are news, but this is an opinion piece. Well, if you notice, they have had uh, more and more and more opinion pieces. Like, a lot of opinion pieces. And that's so... They can bury Trump and 
Bury Republicans. So, Essie starts this piece with Google Trump pivot, and you get about 707,000 search results. That's because reporters, political strategists, pundits, many voters, and presumably members of his own staff have, for this entire election cycle, been collectively wondering if Donald Trump is ever going to become a smart, serious, and disciplined candidate. Now, remember, throughout the months, just like Essie Cup just laid out in the beginning of her hatchet piece, everybody's been saying, when's Trump going to pivot? When's he going to pivot? When's he going to pivot? And Essie Cup and the rest of the never-Trumpers all said, they all said, well, I'm not going to support him until he could be more presidential, until uh, he can um, um, show uh, a different side of him. When, when, when he does that, then, and only then, will I consider supporting him, voting for him. That's all we ever heard. It's all we ever heard from the never Trumpers. Trump has got to do A, B, C, and D. If he does A, B, C, and D, then maybe he'll get my vote. He'll get our vote. We can support him. But he has to do A, B, C, and D. So week after week, month after month, they would say the same thing. Trump's got to do A, B, C, and D. He's got to do A, B, C, and D. And here we get Trump now doing A, B, C, or D. And the never-Trumpers like S.E. Cup are like, nah, nah, he doesn't mean it. He doesn't really mean it. And let's face it. When you've said the things he has said, how can you really pivot? How, how, can, how can you really be more presidential? So these people were never serious in the first place, like I said. It has nothing to do with about policy. It has nothing to do about being presidential. It's personal. S.E. Cup doesn't like Donald Trump personally. She doesn't like the fact that Donald Trump talks the way he talks, walks the way he walks, has hair the way he has hair. The fact that he's from New York. The, I mean, the fact that he hasn't been part of this political game for 30 years. Because Trump is now doing what everybody said he needed to do. And the best part is, everybody said, normally after the conventions are when candidates pivot. Well, it's only been three weeks after the convention. That's all. It's only been three weeks. 
So, again, Trump is doing what everybody said he had to do. What your Essie Cups and your Ben Shapiro's uh, and, and your Eric Erickson's. He's doing what everybody said he had to do. And don't tell me, oh, well, how do you pivot when you've called Mexicans rapists? Listen, all this stuff that the Essie Cups and the Ben Shapiro's and the rest of the never Trumpers are saying, ah, you can't, you, you, you can't pivot. You can't be more presidential after you've said that stuff. Trump said all that stuff long before. Long before there was, you got to pivot. You got to be more presidential. I'm waiting for him to be more presidential. I'm what, I mean, when Trump announced his candidacy, he talked about building a wall. So, S.E. Cup and the rest of the Never Trumpers are liars. They've always been liars. She continues. And I'm not going to go through this entire uh, uh, hit piece, but I just wanted to illustrate that for them, it doesn't matter that Trump is pivoting because they never intended to support him in the first place. Because he's doing exactly what they said he had to do, and they are still saying they won't support him. They're still burying him. I mean, guys, listen, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that Trump is only down. It's amazing that Trump is only down five, six, seven points. That, guys, not just the entire media world is against him, but his own party's against him. I mean, ima- I mean imagine, imagine half of conservative talk radio, half of conservative websites are against Trump. I mean, I'm not a Ben Shapiro fan. Okay? I'm not big on Shapiro. I'm not big on Bill Crystal. I'm not big on Eric Erickson. I'm not big on Charlie Sykes. But there are people that listen to them. There are people that follow them. There are people that are influenced by them. I'm not big on Mark Levin. But there are people that listen to him. There are people that are influenced by him. I'm not big on Megan McCain. But there are people that listen to her. And every single one of these people, every single one of these people are anti-Trump. Every single one of these. 
bash Trump on a regular basis. So when you hear the SC Cups and the Ben Shapiro's and, and the, the Rick Wilson, when, when you hear them talking about Trump doesn't have uh, the full support of the Republican Party, Trump doesn't have what Romney had as far as Republicans. Well, of course he doesn't. Because he has a section of Republican media bashing him. He has a section of Republican media telling their listeners not to support him. That up. The fact that Trump, depending on what poll you believe, And we've talked about it here. Uh, my, my feeling is you're talking about five or six points, anywhere between four and six. It ain't 10. It ain't 12. It ain't 15. It ain't 20. Between four and six. So after regular media, mainstream media, as people like to call it, drive-by media, so after them, after an everyday pounding by them, and then you include an everyday pounding by half the conservative media. I mean, guys, as much as Sean Hannity is a cheerleader for Donald Trump, as much as Hannity tries to uh, give Trump ideas or, or, or uh, consult uh, him or his team. You've got, um, God, uh, 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 O'Reilly, who, yes, O'Reilly is a Trump supporter, but he doesn't fill his show with pro-Trumpers. He fills his show with Charles Krautheimer, with Karl Rove. I mean, Hillary Clinton's using an ad. The, the Clinton people are using an ad that features Krautheimer. You have Republicans. You, you, you have staunch Republicans, okay? You have staunch Republicans. Who are bashing Trump. And being used in ads for Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's huge. That's huge. So, sure, you got Hannity, but you got O'Reilly's panel. They bash Trump. Megyn Kelly despises Trump. So, even when you get a pro, even when you get a pro, Network or a, a pro host. It gets balanced out by anti-Trump Republicans on that same network or on that same show. So if you add all of that up, if you add all that up and Trump is only down between four and six points, it's amazing. And yes, if the media 
wasn't doing what they were doing, Trump would be ahead of Hillary by 10 to 15 points. If Hillary didn't, if the media was run like it's supposed to be run, if, if the media was run like 20, 30 years ago, where you had news, you had entertainment, and then you had news. If that's how the media was run, Hillary Clinton would be getting destroyed. So SC Cup continues. While we focus now seem to be on the durability or otherwise of this latest pivot, few are asking the much more important question. When did we construct this new version of the political pivot, whereby a year's worth of garbage is erased or forgiven? And why do we apply it to only Donald Trump. From the moment Trump descended on the Trump Tower escalator last year and proceeded to call Mexican immigrants rapists, to just this Monday when he tweeted out tabloid gossip about a pair of MSNBC hosts, there's nothing conventional about the way Trump has run his campaign. Remember, we talked about that yesterday, that the media would try to Say, oh, Trump's back to his old ways. Tabloid gossip. Not tabloid gossip. Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough are dating. They've been dating. They both divorced their longtime husband and wife so they could be together. That's not tabloid gossip. That's fact. And it's amazing because SC Cup, everybody on MSNBC, everybody on CNN, half the stuff they go after Trump over is really nothing more than tabloid gossip. It really is. When the New York Times does a piece talking about stuff and a beauty pageant from 25 or 30 years ago. Man, CNN's talking about it, and MSNBC's talking about it. And then it gets debunked. It gets debunked. It gets proven to be garbage. That's, that's tabloid trash. And here's that cup talking about Trump tweeting out tabloid gossip. She goes on to say, some have found that exciting indeed, enough to elect him the Republican nominee, but many others, including most 
other Republicans have found it disturbing or even disqualifying most other Republicans. I mean, again, here is a Republican. This is somebody that before Trump was Democrats bad, Democrats bad. I mean, she wrote a book. She wrote a book about how Democrats and liberals are attacking Christianity. I mean, that's pretty strong stuff. That's pretty strong stuff. And here she is saying, oh, Trump called um, uh, Mexican uh, immigrants rapists. That's not exactly what he said. It's not exactly what he said. And here she is repeating a liberal attack line. And then saying most other Republicans have found him disturbing and even disqualifying. She goes on to say Trump himself has offered conflicting takes on a so-called pivot. Back in April, he promised that the hiring of the likes of political expert Manafort was proof that the campaign was evolving and transitioning. And so am I. I will be more effective and more disciplined. And then, of course, under Manafort's tenure, Trump tweeted out a pandering Taco Bowl message. A pandering Taco Bowl message. A Taco Bowl, a pandering Taco Again, imagine where Trump would be if just his own party didn't attack him. Seriously, just imagine that. Just imagine where Trump would be if people like Essie Cup just shut their mouth. Fine, you don't want to support him, but don't hurt him. Seriously, don't hurt him. And again, don't give me that line of crap about, oh, I put my country first. Like SC Cup and, and the rest of them are these, these patriots. Seriously. I put my country first. Oh, I just, I can't elect I, I just, I can't elect someone that's so unqualified. Someone that's just such a monster. Oh, Stop. Has, again, has nothing to do with that. Has nothing to do with that. A pandering Taco Bowl message. And compare that to Hillary Clinton sitting at a round table with black folk and they go, what do you got in your purse? And she goes, hot sauce. And they're like, what? Get out of here. You mean you, 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 got, you got hot sauce in your purse? Like Beyonce, like the song Formation, where she talks about 
hot sauce in her swag bag or whatever the hell it is. You mean you're actually quoting a line from a Beyonce song? Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm doing. You know, people will say you're pandering to black people. Yeah, how am I doing? I mean, that's Hillary Clinton. That's what she did. You understand that? That's what she did. Here, just to give you a, 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 remember. How about that? Just here. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> Hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, listen, yes. I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> okay. not, no, oh. seriously. Hot sauce. I've been, I've been eating. Remember that? So that's Hillary Clinton. Straight up saying she's pandering to black people. And here's Essie Cup. Here's Essie Cup, a Republican. Essie Cup, the writer of books that say liberals are attacking Christianity. We are losing our religion because of liberals. I mean, that's an extreme position. For somebody to say, uh, I mean, guys, think about it. For somebody to say, I'm losing my faith. I'm, I'm losing my religion. What, why is that? Well, the liberals are taking it from me. I mean, that's, that's, that's wacky, wacky, alt-right. I mean, that is everything that everybody says Republicans are. Alt-right, uh, uh, white nationalists, uh, just you name it. That is a, 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 a position that falls in that category. That you're not able to practice your Christianity because uh, the liberal media is Attacking it. So this person is parroting Democrat talking points. She's parroting, oh, uh, 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 a pandering Taco Bell message. And for Russia to hack us. Called on Russia to hack us? No, we didn't. I mean, if you didn't know who Essie Cup was, you would say this is written by a liberal hack. You would think this is written by E.G. De Leon or Chris Gazella or Joan Walsh or April Ryan. If you said, no, this is S.E. Cup, what? You mean the person who wrote the book, Losing Our Religion, the liberal media attack on Christianity? (sighs) 
Trump never called on Russia. Hack us. Us. The United States government? Donald Trump, in a sarcastic off-handed joke said to Russia, maybe you can find missing Hillary Clinton emails. Us. Hack us. So I guess Hillary Clinton is part of SE Cup, or I should say SE Cup is part of Hillary Clinton. SE Cup is part of the Democrats. I got to imagine that's what it means. Called on Russia to hack us. Attacked a gold star family. Like I said, if Trump just didn't have Republicans going after him, this race would be tied. Imagine. Uh, imagine not having the Eddie Cups and the Eric Ericsons and the Charlie Sykes and the Ben Shapiro's. If you go to Ben Shapiro's Twitter feed or you go to his website, it's a constant flow of bashing. And like I said, I'm not a, a, a Shapiro supporter, but there are people that actually follow Shapiro. There are people that actually enjoy reading and watching and listening to Ben Shapiro. He's on the radio every single morning. He's got a little radio show. on uh, Over here in L.A., it's, uh, what is it, 7.40 a.m., The Answer. And he's anti-Trump. A million people, 100,000 in this market, 50,000 in that market. If a million people are Ben Shapiro supporters and like Ben Shapiro, that's a million people that are turning off Donald Trump. That's insane. It's insane, man. And it's the same thing with Etsy Cup. If Trump loses, If Trump loses, it isn't because of Trump. It's because of the SC Cups. It's because of the Ben Shapiros. It's because of the Charlie Sykes. It's because of the Eric Erickson's. If Trump can't get the 90 to 95% of Republican voters, it's not because of him. because of the S.E. Cups and the Bill Crystals and the Charles Krautheimers and the Carl Roves 
and the Koch brothers. Because of all of them. To all of these Republicans. So we continue. Clearly, Trump has done little, save for occasionally reading from a teleprompter to indicate he is capable of, let alone interested in, changing his penchant for telling it like it is, or what psychologists call blurting. But as GOP strategist Rick Wilson noted, Rick Wilson, an anti-Trumper, one of the biggest anti-Trumpers, who, by the way, has never worked on a successful presidential campaign. I mean, he's he's failure. He's like Stuart Stevens, just a failure. The media falls for the pivot talk every time. It's an 87th pivot this year. And every time this happens, you know that there's a clock running. And that clock is when does Donald Trump get his phone back and start tweeting again. When does Donald Trump start letting his verbal uh, dysentery spray all over the world again? Of course, most presidential candidates have to shift somewhat after courting their base voters to courting undecideds, independents, and moderates. But those shifts typically look more like a slight broadening and softening of message. What those shifts do not entail is an expectation of some kind of mass amnesia. Where elected voters forget about the inexcusable, offensive, alarming things the candidate has said or done for the past year. Yes, this really doesn't seem to be offering the Trump campaign the privilege of the pivot treatment. No one suggested, for example, that after Hillary Clinton admitted to keeping a private server at her house was a bad idea, that she was somehow pivoting towards becoming a more truthful person or accountable person. Yet, we are discussing on an almost daily basis whether Trump can pivot toward becoming a less extreme person. What is particularly disturbing about all of this is that we in the media are feeding into this idea that what a candidate says over the course of an election is somehow meaningless, malleable, temporary, and transposable. In doing so, we are telegraphing to voters the exact opposite of how to hold a person seeking public office accountable. If we're not, why should they? Ultimately, if Trump really were pivoting, It would either mean that he said the things he did from banning Muslims to the use of nuclear weapons because he believed them or because he was only using them to win. Neither should be an acceptable excuse. Words matter and they should stick. Let's ban the word pivot till it can be used appropriately and responsibly again. Because in the era of Trump, there's no... This is a Republican... This is a Republican. That's the cop. <laughs> it's just amazing. Like I said, you know, never, 
ever, never ever have we been in a presidential cycle where the candidate's own party, people of his own talk show hosts of his own party, media of his own party, pundits of his own party, have gone out of their way, out of their way, to bury the nominee, to bury the nominee. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, it really is. It's amazing. I mean, what were you always taught? Taught when you were young. When you were talking about family members, friends. Somebody goes, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't 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 say anything at all. Don't it's your friends. Don't, don't say anything. You know, just I know, you know, it's your sister and I know you you know, I, I, I know how you feel, but just just don't say anything. It's like guys. Shut the F up. Shut up. Shut up. I'm telling you, never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever, never have we seen this. Never. We've never seen this before. Somebody's own party, the media of the own party, the, the talking heads of the own party, burying the candidate. It's just, it's just never been done. It's just never been done. And like I've said before, if you think this is just a Trump phenomenon, a, a tsunami, so to speak, a tsunami of Trumpism, and once this election cycle's over, Trumpism's gone, Trump is gone, and everything kind of gets back to normal. The waves stop, water recedes, the wildlife come back, everything's hunky-dory again. You're insane, because let me tell you something. If Trump loses... All the people, all the people that went out of their way to bury Trump are never going to be able to come back. They're never going to be able to come back. They're never going to be able to come back. And I know in their mind they're thinking, oh, four years from now. That's a long time people will have forgotten. People would have gotten over. 
And like we talked about yesterday, like we talked about months ago, three months ago, what Trump has created is going to keep growing. Because after this election cycle, the Republican Party is now split. I mean, it's split now. But it will officially split after this election cycle. You are going to have half the party in a Ryan, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz universe. And you're going to have another half of the party that's split into a Trump Breitbart universe. And the only way the Ted Cruz's and the Rubio's candidates that Essie Cup and Bill Crystal and the rest of them love, the only way they're going to win is by having Everybody in the Republican Party vote for them. And they're not going to get the Trump crowd. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Now, I'm not saying that the Trump crowd... can win without all Republicans. But the Trump crowd will be able to rebuild. And they will be able to craft a party in time will be able to pull Democrats, Independents, And create the ultimate new party that sees the Rubios and the Cruises and the Crystals and that wing either conform or die as the dinosaurs did. Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back after uh, these uh, quick, and I mean quick. Yeah. Thanks to Lesko. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. I know that I can call up the man, can call up the man with a plan. When I'm on the run, when I'm on the run, all I got. 
Show. Yes, uh, we could go. Uh, we, the you, can uh, check us out on uh, Twitter. We actually have a uh, Periscope feed going. Uh, you can also uh, check us out on the website, com. You can also check us out uh, on uh, one of our other news sites called Zero Filtered. Dot com. You can check us out there. You can check us out. Oh, God. Facebook. All over the place. All over. We're everywhere. Everywhere that you want to be. We're like American Express. All right? Everywhere <laughs> you want to be. So, I find this new narrative that the media is, um, well, they're really upset. I I I I I've never seen I'm I've never seen so many people upset over a candidate trying to court a group of voters. I I I've never seen it. I've never, ever seen it. And you could tell it's completely freaking, like freaking Democrats, liberals, progressives, the media. It's freaking them out. This whole Trump outreach to the black community is completely freaking them out. This, this isn't supposed to be happening. The group that's supposed to get courted is Hispanics. It's the group. That, that's the group that gets pandered to by the left with, hey, hey, guys, we're going to make it so anybody that is going to now be allowed to stay in the United States. Matter of fact, they're going to be 
citizens. We're 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 gonna basically just give everybody citizenship. Everybody, how's that sound? All right, you got to vote for us. Vote for Democrats. And of course, whenever Republicans do the autopsy, you know, every election cycle they do the. What do we have to do to win? It's never courting black people. It's never reaching out to black people. It's always Hispanics. That's what it always is. Somehow, they have this programmed George Bush got 40% of the uh, Hispanic vote, or 45%, and that was, of course, the last time that Republicans won the White House. So in turn, the only way to win the White House again is to do the numbers that George Bush did. Nobody's ever, ever entertained the notion to try to get black voters. And it's fascinating It really is fascinating because black folk, if you want to be truthful, black folk are almost more American than white folk. I mean, they were brought here. I mean, black folk were, were, were slaves. They, they were brought here. Black folk built the White House. According to Bill O'Reilly, they were treated well, though. They were treated well. They had nice housing. They had they had some nice food, you know. But nonetheless, they 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 they, they built the white. I mean, black folk have been the cornerstone of building this country. They they they've they've felt hardships and they've they've gone through. Uh, I mean, just, just, they've gone through some serious, serious stuff. And why they're off limits, why they're off limits to Republicans is always perplexed me. And months ago, months ago, we did a story. We did a story about how Trump, Republicans, should be courting black folk instead of Hispanics. I mean, we did demographics. We did the numbers. And the only reason, the only reason, I mean, there, there's, there's multiple reasons, but one of the main reasons that there's always been this 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 courting of Hispanics and and this whole belief that you need them to win the White House is because of the cheap labor. Because both sides, both sides, play into the whole uh, cheap labor. Um, you know, not getting immigration reform passed, not having E-Verify be nationwide. 
I mean, both sides. It's not just Democrats that are part of the problem on this. Republicans, too. There are Republicans that get big money from different corporations that make tens of millions of dollars a year because they're able to use cheap labor. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. But at the end of the day, we've done the stats. We've shown you the breakdowns where the heaviest of Hispanic population reside at. And at the end of the day, these states where the heaviest of the population is really don't make an impact Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, Michigan. These are the states. These are the states that swing the elections. North Carolina. It's not California. It's not Texas that I just listed. have a minuscule, a minuscule amount of Hispanics, but they have a plethora, plethora of black voters. So I said back then, two, three, four, five months ago, Trump and the Republicans need to court black voters. And when you really examine the black voter, they more align with Republicans than they do Democrats. I mean, they, they, they really do. Black folk are big second amenders. They are big gun rights. They, 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 listen... Black folk love their guns. Black folk love their religion. I mean, those are two of the main qualities. Two of the, the, the main and biggest qualities of a Republican voter. Second Amendment, all in. Religion. All in. Black folk aren't uh, big abortionists. Down the list. So here's Trump. And Trump's saying, hey, guys. Hey, guys. 
You've backed Democrats year after year, election cycle after election cycle. And what do you have to show for it? What do you have to show for it? What do you have to show for it? And it's funny because year after year, we're told by the media, we're told by black people, We're told by anybody that will listen that being black in America is horrible. Being black in America is horrible. I mean, we're constantly told that. We are constantly told that. Last year, Louis C.K. had this whole routine where he would say something and then say, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm white. I'm, you know, glad I'm, glad I'm white. You know, I'm good. I mean, he did this whole bit on all of the struggles and, and all of the, 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 the bad things that black folk have to go through. I mean, how many times, how many times have we watched MSNBC, we've watched CNN, CBS, ABC, how many times have we picked up a newspaper where we've read statistics, where we've read statistics about Poverty, black folk versus white folk. Police brutality, black folk versus white folk. Education, black folk versus white folk. How many times have we heard this? Have we read this? Have we been told? That black folk are constantly getting the shaft. Seriously, how many times have we been told this? How many times have we seen Reverend Al Sharpton? Remember he had his show? Remember the show that was on MSNBC? Politics Nation? How many times... Did he do a segment about the plight of the black man, of the black woman? How many entertainment articles have we read talking about Hollywood and the lack of diversity? Academy Awards, the Grammys, the VMAs. Hell, it was just, uh, what, three weeks ago where CBS came under fire because their fall lineup 
has no characters, no, no main characters that are of color. They said of color. No main characters of color. They're having a debate going on as we speak. As we speak. Over the new Spider-Man movie. The new reboot. As they like to call it. The reboot. And the fact that uh, Spider-Man's love interest. Peter Parker's love interest. What's her name? Mary Jane or Mary whatever it is. The fact that she's going to be black. This controversy. Oh my God. This character's never been black. Oh my God. So I'm not making all of this up. I'm not making all of this up. This has been going on for years. Chris Rock, he's got a great bit. Where he talks about being rich, being wealthy. Talks about uh, his neighborhood and, and, and Shaq living in his neighborhood. And the fact that a white dentist, his neighbor, a white dentist, is is worth as much as uh, he is, and and he's a Hollywood comedian. Remember the controversy two three years ago because Saturday Night Live didn't have any black women. Remember. So you get the point. These past seven and a half years, past eight years, past nine years, we're constantly told how bad black people are doing by black people and white people. I mean, they even created the phrase white guilt. They created that white guilt. Prison sentences. College uh, 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 admissions. I mean, last night, uh, Chris Hayes, you know, the ultra hipster douchebag, he opened his show with Trump trying to court the black voter. Saying, look at the crime. Look at the poverty. Look at your schools. Look at all of the bad things that have been going on in your community for the past 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. 40 years. Look at the neighborhoods. Look at Chicago. Look at Philadelphia. Look at Baltimore. Look at these places. Look what's going on in your community. 
Look at the, the death and, and destruction and violence. Just look at all of this. And you have embraced Democrats. You have embraced Democrats year after year after year. And you've got nothing to show for it. That's a Trump saying. All Trump is doing is saying to the black folk, hey, everything that you've been saying about yourselves, about your community, everything that the media has been saying about your community and about all of you, all of this stuff, I'm going to change. I'm going to help you. I'm going to be your champion. Not the Democrats. They're not the ones that are going to help you. Because if they were going to help you, they would have already done it. Year after year. You wouldn't be talking about the pain and suffering that you are going through. And this is tripping Democrats the F up. This is making them lose their effing minds. It's, you, know how, you know how I best describe it? That's how I best describe it. It's kind of like when you complain about your mom or you complain about your dad or you complain about your wife or your boyfriend. And you're like, oh, I hate them. They're such a-holes. They, they're just, they're, oh, they're such a nag. They're, just, they're ugly. They're fat. They're... And then your friend goes, yeah, they are ugly. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I could say that, but you can't say that. What the hell are you? You can't talk that way about my dad. You can't talk that way about my girlfriend. You can't talk that way about my mom. That's what it's like with Trump courting the black voters. That's what it's like. Black folk are allowed to get on television and say, racism's out of control. Police brutality's out of control. We have no jobs. We have no good schools. We got no good roles in Hollywood. We got nothing. We've got nothing. You've took advantage of us. The criminal justice system doesn't work for us. Nothing is good for us. They're allowed to say it. And Democrats and the media are allowed to say it. Democrats, all of you, racism's bad and this and I'm going to diss it. But when a Republican... I should say when Donald Trump, because no other Republican's done this. 
They 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 haven't. No nobody's. Do- There's been little things here and there. Oh, we should do this or we should do that. But no Republicans ever come out and said, hey, everything you say about yourself is true. Everything Democrats say about you is true. But the question I have for you is, what have the Democrats done for you? What have they done for you? And the media's freaking. Democrats are freaking. It's like that, oh no. What if what if what if what if what if the black folk wake up? Oh no. Oh Jesus. Oh God. Okay, we gotta go after Trump. We gotta go after Trump. We gotta we gotta say he's he's using stereotypes. We got I mean, I, I've seen that from one reporter. I mean, we'll get to Eugene Robinson in a minute. Eugene Robinson, MSNBC, Washington Post. We'll, we'll, we'll get to him in a minute. But I saw this other uh, reporter, this other, uh, I don't know, blogger, say Trump's using stereotypes. He's using stereotypes. He he. It's obvious he's not trying to reach out to black folk because he's using stereotypes and he's using bigotry. That's what he's doing. He's saying everything that you are all saying. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. When every single category, category for black versus white is double or triple, every single, whether it's unemployment, whether it's education, I mean, seriously, if you look at unemployment, Okay, if you look at unemployment, forget the the teen unemployment, forget forget that, because everybody wants to debate that. Oh well, that means you have to take it. So let 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 just just debate the facts. Unemployment's at around four percent. National unemployment, and you know that's a bogus number, but that's not part of the discussion right now. National unemployment is around four, right? 4.5, give or take, but let's just round it up, about four. National unemployment for blacks is between 10 and 11. So just that is double. That is double. When you talk about College degrees. We talk about college degrees. Whites clock in around 40, 41%. You know what black folk clock in at? About 20%. So if you, if, 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 if you don't play with 
those numbers that Eugene Robinson wants to say, oh, that, does, no, no, the, that, you have to just, just play with those numbers. The education system for black folk is failing. The job market for black folk is failing. Look at the criminal justice system. There's more black folk in jail than any other race. There is more black folk in jail with longer sentences versus white folk who are in jail or who are not in jail for the exact same crime. Black folk and police brutality versus white folk and police brutality. These are all facts. These are all facts. And these are facts that are constantly told us. We, we are told this. From Joe, Joy Reid, uh, Eugene Robinson, The list goes on and on from just black people that are in the media. And here's Donald Trump going, hey, guys, yeah, all these numbers, mm-hmm, yep, those, those, are, those are bad numbers. Those are bad things. Those are, those are disastrous. Those are horrible. And for all of these years, you've put your faith, you've put your, your, your votes into Democrats. And these numbers continue to rise. These numbers continue to rise. Like I said... Every aspect of our life, of our society, we are told are getting the raw end of the deal. Hollywood, to sports. When a black athlete gets in trouble, he's treated more hard white athlete. You can imagine. And here's Trump saying, guys, yep, it's a disaster. Everything you're going through is a disaster. Vote for me. I will change it because the Democrats had their chance. They've had their chance for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. They've done nothing for you. And they will continue to do nothing for you. And the media is losing their mind. I'm telling you. Chris Hayes, they're losing their mind. They're like, oh, God, please don't. Oh, jeez, don't. Oh, God, 
black folk don't wake up. Just don't wake up. Don't wake up. Don't listen to him. So now, so now, here, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. You, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> now, the same black people who have been on television and other aspects of the media are now telling everybody, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Black people don't have it bad. <laughs> I swear, I swear to God. I, I, I can't read you this whole article, but Eugene Robinson, he's one of the guys, man, that on MSNBC, year after year after year, black people got it bad. Black, it's all, oh my God, racism, this is bad, bad, oh my. And now, because Trump, because a Republican is going, hey guys, you're right. Your lives suck. They really do. And they suck because you put your faith into Democrats, now these same people, these same people that are beating the drum have this line. I, I swear. You ready? <laughs> Listen. For the record, let me take a minute to unpack the stunning ignorance in Trump's pitch for African-American votes. The black poverty rate is about 27%. Yes, that's far too high. The poverty rate for whites is about 10%. It's almost almost triple. But the fact is, most African Americans lead comfortable, middle-class lives. (laughs) Wow! Holy schmoly! Oh my God! You've got Black Lives Matter. You you've got people just taken to the streets. They're rioting. <laughs> oh, you got you got uh, comedians. You, I mean, you got entertainment executives. You got people under fire. You got, I mean, listen. You you heard me in the beginning of this bit. Every aspect of black folk in America, they they've got the raw end of the deal. They are tortured. They are they are just horrible. Their lives suck. And here's here's Eugene Robinson going. The fact is, most African Americans lead comfortable middle class lives. After he says uh, the poverty rate for uh, uh, black folk is basically three times that of white people. Man, they are freaking. They are freaking because they know, they know 
that if Trump picks off just hell, if he gets 20% of the black vote, it's over. And if Republicans can get 30 or 40% of the black vote, Democrats will never be in power ever again. They know it. They're freaking out. They are freaking out. They don't know what to do. (laughs) They don't know what to do. All of these numbers before Trump were far too high and it was an injustice. Before Trump, 27% of black Americans living in poverty is unacceptable. Before Trump, before Trump started saying to the black folk, hey guys, you're, you're... You're living like crap. And you put your faith in the Democrats. What have they done for you? Nothing. Give me a try. You got nothing to lose. You're already in crap. So before Trump said that, numbers were unacceptable. Before Trump, if anybody would have went on Jake Tapper, Wolf Blitzer, Chris Matthews, Rachel Maddow, if anybody would have went on those shows and said, listen, yes, uh, the poverty rate uh, of uh, white people are 10%, and for black people, it's 27, 28%, but that's not that bad. The majority of black folk lead a very comfortable Middle class life. They would have been ran out of the studio. Imagine, I'll take the most innocuous of Republicans. Just imagine Marco Rubio. Imagine Paul Ryan. Imagine, I'm not talking about, you know, a Jeff Sessions, but just. Uh, somebody that, uh, that 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 gets the whole compassion, you know, they get that whole well, you know, that little wishy-washy vibe. Imagine Marco Rubio going. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight percent of black folk live in poverty. That ain't nothing. All right, that ain't nothing. Most of African Americans they lead a very comfortable middle-class life. He would have been forced to resign. He, he'd be forced to resign. That would, that would be the most offensive, most racist. Sta- I mean, they would be out of touch. But because Trump said, hey, guys, look at these numbers. You put your faith in a Democrat. Uh, give me a try because they've done nothing for you. Now the numbers aren't bad. Now, Eugene Robinson, the, the, the big, you know, injustice to black folk, is now saying, ah, what? These numbers are fine. These numbers are fine. It goes on. Black unemployment rate is about 9%. I said that. 
I said not. I said ten. So he's going down to nine, but ten percent, nine percent. And he goes again, too high, but nothing like the impression Trump seeks to give. What do you mean? What do you mean, Eugene? It, it, all Trump is doing is echoing what you, the media, black folk, Black Lives Matter, the entertainment industry. I, I, all he's echoing, all he's doing is echoing what you've all been saying for the past 10, 15 years. That blacks got it bad. They got the raw end of the stick. They got crap. Their communities are, are, are run rampant with crime. Look at Baltimore. Look at uh, 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 Chicago. Look at the schools. We're constantly told this. But now it's not so bad. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> hey, they're losing their minds. They're losing their minds. They, they don't know what to do. You want to talk about Trump and his pivot and the whole notion that everybody's supposed to now forget what Trump has said for the last uh, nine or ten months? Imagine Eugene Robinson and Al Sharpton the media, <laughs> Every, everybody, they're all now saying to us, hey, 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 forget what we've been telling you for the past 15 years. Forget what we've been telling you for the past 15 years. No, 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 no. Life is good for black folk. Life is, 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 life is real good. Matter of fact, the majority of African Americans lead a comfortable middle class life. What? Where, where did this come from? How, how did this, when did when did that happen? Oh, it just happened in the last two days because Donald Trump is saying, "Hey, I hear you. I hear you. The Democrats don't hear you because." They've done nothing for you, but I hear you. So give me a chance. So when the Eugene Robinsons and the Al Sharptons and the media hears this, they go, no, because they know, they know, they know the only reason Obama won is because he had like a 98% of the black vote. And he turned out uh, more black folk uh, and, and registered a vote. I mean, I mean, it was it was like a phenomenon. Democrats are only in power because of the minority vote. That's it. That's it. It's the only reason they know if they lose the black vote or they have to actually share the black vote, they're done. They are absolutely done. And they know 
they know that this message will resonate. It might not resonate with this election cycle. Maybe not. But they know 100% that they are doomed. They know they are doomed. When they write that autopsy report, Instead of saying, we have to court the Latino vote, that autopsy report's going to say, it's all about the black vote. It's all about the black vote. That's what it's all about. You look at Ohio, you look at Michigan, look at Pennsylvania, look at North Carolina, look at Virginia. Look at South Carolina. You look at these areas. You look at the black vote. Do the math. And add the numbers. If you just take 20%. Or you take 15%. Or you take 30%. That's where the election is won. And Democrats know it. The press knows it. They know. They know the curtain has been lifted. And that's why you see people like Eugene Robinson going, Hey, hey, most African Americans lead a comfortable middle class life. That's what this story I want titled. That's what I want this story to be titled. Most African Americans lead comfortable middle class lives. Their unemployment rate is not too high. Their poverty Rate is not too high. Most African Americans lead comfortable middle class lives. Wow. Uh, Imagine if that (laughs) was. Uh, Anybody before this Donald Trump (laughs) uh, phenomenon. Amazing. All right, listen. It's Rob Zakari Show. We are out of here. It is 1245. We're done. We're finished. It's over. It's it's done. And those of you who were uh, watching us on uh, Periscope and you went, what the hell just happened? Our power died. I know. It sounds... <laughs> I know. It sounds so... Uh, I know. It sounds so... It sounds so... Ghetto. I know, I know, I know. It sounds so ghetto. But it is what it is. Tomorrow we'll be back up and 
hopefully we won't uh, have uh, an issue <laughs> where our, <laughs> where our uh, power dies out. All right, it's Rob Scary Show. Don't forget to go to the robscaryshow.com. Go to the Facebook. Go to everything that we have. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. You are the best. Uh, stay strong. Goodbye.